everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, Katie Indy Crow, and I am happy to have you here today to deliver our November 2022 astrology report. As we work our way into November 2022, it is important to remember the context of where we are at energetically. As I said in my astrology report, turning of the seasons and the decade that I released mid-September, September, October, November are going to be months where we see things come to their natural conclusion. 2022, as well as 2021, 2021 <laughs> are years that were filled with unique astrological alignments that featured the opportunity to bring together threads of the human existence for integration, for upgrading, and also for clearing. We would be remiss to say that we did not have a lot of things in the human energy spectrum that were distorted or, in the language I like to use here, in the harder harmonic. And part of what we have been doing together in these last few years, and of course, decade, and much longer than that if you're looking big picture, is we have been steadily and gradually working towards releasing ourselves of the prisons of energy and archetype and attitude an expression that have gradually become embedded on what it meant to be a human in our various different cultural forms. And so this has been an interesting process. It has been a difficult process. It has been an inspiring process. It has been a frustrating process, in particular the last year. Where we are at right now is in the middle of an eclipse. If you remember at the end of last month, on October 25th, we had our first eclipse. So sorry, you can hear me moving my paper maybe. It was an October 25th new moon partial solar eclipse in Scorpio. And so as I said then at the end of the October astrology report, and I will repeat now, we are in a window from now until November 8th where some of the themes of this eclipse are going to come up. So the structure of this astrology report is going to be as follows. In the next segment, I am going to talk about some of the main themes that are being brought up by this eclipse series. And it's important because it talks about some of the aspects of feminine energy expression and integration that we have been working on in the last few months. When I say feminine, that does not mean this just affects women. As you know from listening to previous podcasts, and if you're new here, I'll do a Cliff's Notes. Where we're at is we are integrating what are perceived to be only masculine or primarily feminine energy strands into a more holistic, unified expression of humanity. That does not mean people are going to stop being men and women. That's still going to exist if that's what you want to be. What it does mean is that some of the war within mentality, the either or mentality, or as I'm going to say in the next segment, the explicit and direct oppression that many of us face um, is being lifted in energy and in life. And this is an important part of our transformation to heal what has become highly unequal <laughs> relationships. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the next segment. And it's something that's been coming forward over the last few years. And I know is specifically hitting hard in some places like in the UK, where they're dealing with some crazy energy monitoring in their households over expenditures on like gas and electricity but that's something we'll talk about in that segment so after we cover over the significance of this eclipse series then i'm going to talk about 
some of the key dates that are coming up for the rest of this month, as well as ones that we can look forward to at the beginning of December. So come on in, friends. This is going to be a shorter podcast, but one that is going to be high impact all the same. Thank you for being here. Before we dive into the astrology report, I wanted to take a moment and thank you all for being here. This month, November, is the one-year anniversary of when I started delivering these Andy Crow astrology reports. Though I'd always been talking to you about planets and stars, this was for me a new format. I just wanted to tell you that your support has meant so much to me over this year and that I appreciate the sharing, the liking, the commenting, and you and all that you have done in helping me get these astrology reports and my other podcasts out there. We started off in eight countries and now it's 54 and that in large part, my friends, is because of you out there. So I am going to do my best to keep delivering kick butt astrology reports, beautiful podcasts, and to enhance the listener experience. It means so much to me that each and every one of you is here and that you take the time out of your day to listen to the things that I have to say. So without further ado, my friends, let's get into it. It's November 2022. So eclipses, as we know, are super powerful in that they tend to bring forward energy rapidly. They are related to the sun and the moon. They happen two weeks apart. And what they often do is they operate in such a way as to support our connection to and communication with a theme. Now, if you are a fan of my new YouTube page, it's a baby page. If you're not, it's Crow Medicine with Katie on YouTube. Please come surprise, subscribe. I would appreciate the support. You know that we have had a number of different interactions with the feminine energy spectrum this month, and those have been not happening necessarily in terms of what you would call a dominant astrology, like your planets, but they have been happening with different asteroids, which also count to the tuning of the solar system and the tuning of the human archetype and energy collective that we talk about here and that we are in the process of moving through. And so some of the things that happened last month that I didn't get a chance to say in the October astrology report because I was saving it for now, I will say now. Okay, the first thing to think about when we're talking about this eclipse series is that it is in conversation with other eclipses that have come before it and others that will come after it. So the last eclipses in this series are going to be May and October of 2023. And this eclipse series has been, I think these are number four and five, and this has been happening on the um, Taurus and Scorpio axis. So people who are super astrology nerds, as well as people who have been following along all year, know we are in the Taurus and Scorpio node, and that has to do with some of the key lessons and the key harmonics that we are working with in our human energy archetype. And so what are those? It just so happens that they are Venus, which is one of the feminine associated planets, and also Pluto which is the planet associated with the underworld, the other side, and kind of like the deep hidden shadow. And so putting it mildly, these eclipses on, these, on this axis that have been happening have been pulling up necessarily so on comfortable parts of 
imbalances in resources, uh, nature and nurture, uh, social relationships, economic relationships, partnerships of all kinds, as well as the dynamics of who we are as people, how we understand ourselves as a person, as well as how we understand ourselves as other people. There's also been this thing coming forward in terms of how society is organized, right? In getting to use this language, I want to say that I'm not using it in the sense that it has been distorted to mean right now. I'm going to use it in the academic sense. And so this is not an anti-men statement. This is not a statement that is in any way meant to put males down or to support an anti-male discourse. I feel that part of the great integration that we're working towards now is understanding that as long as we strictly oppose somebody as our other, we will never get forward. And as long as we only understand them as our opposite, we are never going to move. And this idea of a binary opposition, linguistically speaking, but also just in terms of a mode and a structure of thought is, I know myself by virtue of what I am not. You are you by virtue of not being me. And we have become obsessed with distinctions, uh, right and wrong, um, black or white, you know, either or kinds of terminologies that have really divided us as people. And so one of the things that's happening energetically as well as in the material world is we are learning to move beyond that kind of way of thinking to uh, appreciate multiplicity and diversity and nuance within ourselves and as well as with other people. And we're realizing that things are usually a lot more complicated than they seem and that, you know, there is complexity to issues that we had previously not maybe perhaps seen complexity to and or that there is more potential within people than perhaps we had been led to believe before. Without going into too far of an aside on that, the threads of the human experience that we have been exploring the most right now have been related to Vesta, Eris, and Fornax. And none of these are names you've heard me say before, so I'll give a little conversation about them. So on October 5th and 25th, we had Vesta days. So Vesta represents the hearth. And so the hearth basically meaning the heart of creation, the heart of the universe, the heart of how everything is kept safe. Um, and in mythology, Vesta basically takes care of Olympus and mines the hearth of the heroes and take make sure everybody, their magic and their home space is guarded. Because although it is often not spoken about, the home space is the center of all of the most powerful magic for a person, for their family, for whatever it is that you're going to do. And so, you know, one of these kind of gender division of labor things or gender division of, I guess, what supposedly is a female and a male thing that got built in there is that women are associated with the home and also forms of home magic. And so, I mean, we've been basically getting crapped on for hundreds of years, a very long time, thousands, depending on where you're at. And we are consistently made as less than. And this is annoying and it's stupid. And we understand that it's not right. And this past couple of years, the things that we do in the household, and it's not limited to women, it's just the hearth. So a hearth can be a person or a man, however you choose to identify. You can also be associated with the hearth. However, there is an expression of women and women bodies raised and living in a woman culture and a woman life that we have had this immense, terrible pressure to take care of a lot of things that um, 
are invisible, but that are essential to society. So this is social reproduction. You can look this up as, as a, it's a social economic theory about how society runs, um, explains this. If you're an academic or you like to read kinds of things, um, Susan Katz is a person who writes about this, if that's something that you're interested in. Anyway, energetically speaking, this has been happening for a long time. The, the, the same trends that sociologists and anthropologists and people like me would look at professionally have an energetic root. And so we have been working on healing the energetic root of some of these issues for the last month in particular. And so on the 5th, Vesta went direct. And on the 25th, which was also the day of the eclipse, mind you, um, or the 26th, sorry, 25th, I think it is, Vesta moved through Aquarius and finished that. So we also, oh, and had a bunch of con um, conjunctions, which also matter. So moving on, on October 17th, Eris um, had its, Eris was at opposition. And so Eris is the, asteroid that in its lower harmonic is basically a lot of the negative aspects associated with feminine stuff so the gossip jealousy talking behind somebody's back squandering of resources you know cattiness it those kinds of things that are associated with women when they are acting in their lower harmonic or people expressing that energy right because men also express heiress energy and in fact as we're moving through these integrations, men and women are finding themselves toned more frequently by the energies that are supposed to be only associated with a masculine or a feminine body. Because just as we are moving to integrate energy in the universe to help fix the universe, we're, we're also doing it within ourselves, right? So that we can be, like I said, more holistic beings. And so that happened on the 17th to be in play and on November 1st, Fornax, which is the oven constellation, reached its highest point. So it's well-placed on November 1st. And so this is significant to eclipses on the Venus and uh, Pluto or Taurus and Scorpio axis points because these are some of the unspoken, unattended to, often ignored but really relied on parts of the feminine experience that have to be addressed in order for us to continue to move forward and so Vesta in particular and the hearth and thinking about the energy that goes into the hearth the housekeeping the household and also facing things like the pressures that so many people are facing in terms of even just keeping their households together and the electricity on depending where you're at is part of the distortion being shown and it is ridiculous in a world where we have so much and there's so much access to things like electricity and energy through the sun and through crystals that we're thinking about charging people how much money you guys are looking at paying just hold the light and keep going because i think what's going to happen as we move through the rest of these eclipse series and also through the rest of this year is that some of these highly unequal highly exploitative <laughs> highly burdensome policies and practices that have been placed upon us as people are going to be seen more clearly for what they are and overturned peacefully. And I think that we are also in the process of moving towards a significant jump in the justice process on a number of things. You know, I'm not going to give my political opinion here because I think one of the things that my job to do is to encourage people to think 
and to encourage people to see things as the metaphysical transformation that they are and to encourage people to understand that if they feel boxed in, there is a way out of it. You know, one of the things about this eclipse energy is that being on the harder harmonic of a feminine energy spectrum is very difficult thing to do. And I know that because I have had to exist on that spectrum to try to heal it uh, for humanity. I did the best that I could. And, you know, one of the things that's really important when we think about how to heal this is, you know, being kind to the people and ourselves in our lives that have these roles and recognizing what goes on behind the scenes to create the spaces that are safe, healthy and happy for people to be. And also to really start thinking about the ways that we value people and we place value on things. You know, it, it's, it's been really interesting seeing how financial pressure has played itself out in terms of just what people are willing to spend their money on and what they aren't and what is considered a worthwhile expense and what isn't and where and how that has flowed. And, you know, people will eventually come to an idea or an understanding that there will have to be some kind of readjustment in their lives if they're unhappy with where they're at. And that has to do with relationships, that has to do with personal connections, and it also has to do with soul healing. This is only one of the many threads that are going to be coming up over this month. However, it is important because bringing the feminine back into balance and bringing the feminine energy back into conversations and recognizing things like quality of life and whether people have enough food to eat and whether people feel safe are all important factors that play into the energy of our society as a whole. And so, you know, it seems kind of all over the place right now, but what's happening is we are truly seeing every single thing that is an imbalance and an unequal relationship. And in particular, the ways that the households and the ways that women and people in women bodies have been oppressed. And before I move on to the next section, the one thing I do want to say is that I am hopeful, very, very hopeful that there will be more freedom for us and more freedom for all people as we continue to move forward. Because ultimately, we are also, we are the ones who are the purveyors of our bodies. We are the ones who are the purveyors of our souls. And we are all sacred and we are all special. And every single one of us is unique. There is no gender that is dominant. There is no race or species that is dominant. We're here because we're special and we're here because we all matter. And the more that we can see that in the, ourselves, the more that we can see that and accept that in other people. And I truly do believe that although it feels like we are at a time of great uncertainty, that peace and transformation that we're um, pretty much the majority of the human population wants is just around the corner and we have to be ready to be part of it. Okay, so returning back to the first of the month, let's cover over the key dates and the key astrological themes that are going to be happening now that we've talked about that little eclipse blurb. So on November 1st, we have a conjunction and a close approach of the moon and Saturn. Saturn is a planet that comes up a lot of the time when we are dealing with seeing very clearly the restraints of the inner prison. And we have been seeing Saturn conjunctions and we'll see more later on this year. And so I'm going to leave the Saturn conversation for now and move forward. So today, the second is Day of the Dead. 
this is significant because it connects, in my opinion, energetically to other traditions like Samhain that honor that connection between us and our ancestors and us and other worlds. The end of October and the beginning of November is a time where we often do think about and feel our sacred connection to the other side a little more clearly. Sometimes that's because it's being put in our face because this is the time of year, especially late October, where we think about it. And other times it's because simply the veil is that much more thin right now. And part of the reason that is happening is because the earth is changing and the fabric that made up that veil was very much stuck to a certain harmonic. And the veil really is just a lack of ability to see things in clarity and a lack of ability to see things that are happening outside of a particular framework. And so really the month of November, we're continuing to drop certain things that had become axioms of knowledge in order to accept others. As we continue, and so really as we continue through this, one of those new axioms of knowledge that a lot of people will be taking on board or taking on board in new ways is that energy is everywhere and that the metaphysical world has a direct impact on our material reality. And so some of those things that we can't explain or some of those things that there just isn't like a traditional, we'll call it, but we know that's just a very short time period, traditional um, explanation of it. If you look at an, uh, an esoteric or cult-based explanation, you will find it. And so moving forward on Friday, October, October, November 4th, we have a close approach and a conjunction of the moon and Jupiter. So if you remember last month, Jupiter was at the closest that it's going to be to us for our whole entire lifetime. That was something um, that was was interesting and important. And so Jupiter is the big dad planet and Jupiter represents the higher harmonic masculine energy in a lot of ways. And so Jupiter is positioning itself in relation to this feminine, feminine energy strand and spectrum, gradually weaving the two together. And so on the 8th, we have a big day. The 8th is the second eclipse. And that day happens to have a lot of other things happening on it. So let's do the eclipse first. It is a total lunar eclipse. So that entails a full moon, as I'm sure you know. And that is happening in Taurus. And so as you know from the last segment, if you listen to it, Taurus is ruled by Venus, and Venus, as we know, is considered the dominant feminine energy strand planet. And so having a total lunar eclipse on that day, at the same time, we are having a lunar occultation of Uranus and a close approach of Uranus, as well as Mercury is meeting its superior solar conjunction, says that our friend Venus, our energy strand, the feminine energy strand, and that's in women, men, and people, however you choose to identify, is going to be sparked and highlighted in a new and a different way. And part of what I was talking about in the last segment is that in the last month, looking at Vesta Eris and now Fornax happening within the context of these eclipses as we're moving in this healing direction and raising the higher to a higher harmonic feminine energy or integrated feminine energy expression, it's it's to really say that we're bringing and highlighting all of those hard points that we went through. Because really, honestly, Vesta and Eris, Vesta in particular, while very important, is an incredibly difficult energy to bear because it has been so unbalanced. And so 
I'm hopeful <laughs> that as we move into this eclipse, the things that I mentioned that were unbalanced, the things that m people are experiencing are going to start finding their rightful solutions and their peaceful conclusions. And sometimes that conclusion is to close the door and walk away. We know that eclipses can mean sudden endings. They also can mean sudden beginnings, especially ones that happen on the Pluto, Scorpio, Taurus, Venus axis, right? Because Pluto is a planet of birth and rebirth, and this has been a year of rebirth. Uranus days are also wonderful days to communicate and connect with our soul. Uranus has been having a high impact year in our astrology reports, and this has been unique. Uranus is a planet that has a long travel pattern. And so we have had a constant interaction with Uranus and the moon uh, working their way through the constellations for all of 2022, pretty much. So as I said, on the 8th, we have a close approach of the moon and Uranus in a conjunct and a lunar occultation of the moon and Uranus. If you've been listening to the astrology reports, this has been ongoing. And one of the other factors of this that is interesting for this conversation is that, of course, most uh, all of these occultations and close approaches have been happening in Aries. And as you know, Aries as, and Mars are related, and Mars is the dominant masculine energy threat. So, cool, huh? Let's move it to the 11th of November when we have a close approach and a conjunction of Moon and Mars. So this is where we start feeling the Mars energy starting to meet the Venus energy we've been working on for the last six weeks or so through Vesta, Eris, Fornax, Venus, of course, and these um, eclipses to now prepare for what is going to be a unique approach of Mars. If you are a person who looks up at the sky at night, you may be noticing that Mars has been getting brighter and brighter all year long and that it is about to move to its brightest point. And that means it's going to be quite a bit brighter than even serious. And so that's going to happen at the end of the month. And we'll get back to it. The energy that it represents of this closeness and of this close connection between our planet and Mars is going to be pinged on the 11th, as I understand it. And so this is going to be a powerful opportunity to begin grounding and integrating all of those positive masculine attributes with the feminine attributes we have been working on and to start getting things done in this reality, to start really working on the what next thing. If you feel like you've been in limbo, and I know I sure have, it's because really for the last two years we have been as we have been working through all of this. And it's part of our job, I guess, <laughs> as people here living on this planet to just get on with it and to start moving forward. And I know that a lot of us already have, and so it's going to be a new and a different wave of that. The stagnancy is lifting. The veil is shifting. Things will be happening during this month that are going to shake things up in terms of how we see reality and what we view as true or not. Now, I know that I have a huge group of American listeners, and you're wondering, how could I miss that we have an election on the 8th? Uh, I will mention that, yeah, so in America, we have an election on the 8th, which just so happens to be the end of that eclipse. And I'm not going to make comments on it because I think as an astrologer and a spiritual teacher, while I do have very strong spiritual opinions, this isn't the format for me to give them. So I'll just mention that it's happening and I'll mention that I think that there's going to be a lot of change around and after that. And I will also make note that I noticed that our friends in England have been having 
a lot of political disruption as well as it's been happening in Iran and other places where people are starting to question political power and structure and or there have been elections and major political changes coming to the forefront that are giving people the opportunity to say what they really want, say what's really important to them and say what matters. You know, this is another thing about Uranus and also about Mars and Eris. Oh, by the way, did you know that Eris is the feminine aspect of Mars? If you tuned into my YouTube page, you do know that because I released a video about it that day. I'll mention it here. Eris is the feminine aspect of Mars. So it's so poetically even that is coming together. And one of the things about Mars energy and Eris energy in their highest harmonic form is this is protector energy. This is we actually are equal and we're going to treat each other well energy. This is I see that thing that's not working and I'm willing to fix it strategy. And we are at that place in life. And we're going to be there for the next few years. And my goodness gracious, I am excited about that because as a person who is a doer and as a person who really loves a good solution, it has been so frustrating. <laughs> and I'm just really happy that we're finally getting to this place that we're at. And let's just hope that everything stays peaceful and cool for, well, all of us as much as it possibly can wherever we are in the world. Because, I mean, we have people who are listening from 54 countries and that is a massive, massive range. So, by the way, if any of you wanted me to cover specific things that are going on in planets or alignments in your area, just email me. Send it into the show. Write a comment. I'll always have a comment on the Spotify page open, so you can just type it in there. I will do my best to make this even more cross-cultural and cross-cultural, cross-cultural and international as we move on. So, let's keep it moving. Venus enters Sagittarius. On the 19th, Mercury is at Aphelion, and so this is important because Mercury is going to be one of our dominant planets next year. Anybody who likes to work with energy to craft their path, Mercury days are always good for that. A lot of people associate Mercury only with communication. Communication is important, however, it's not the only thing that Mercury has to do with. Very powerful for your journey, bringing in information, relations, connections, opportunities, to know the right way to go, which path is the best one for you. These are all things that you can work with on Mercury days. On the 22nd, the sun enters Sagittarius. On the 23rd, we have a new moon and Jupiter goes direct. And so Jupiter is going to be going direct in Sagittarius or in Pisces and the new moon is in Sagittarius. And so basically what this means is that Jupiter is going to be at home in two different ways. Because as you know, Jupiter is a ruling planet of Sagittarius. It is also a ruling planet of um, Pisces. And so together they are helping to strike the chord for this powerful masculine feminine integration that is happening. So I think on the 23rd, there's going to be a lot of presence in the self and in others in terms of really being able to rise to the occasion and setting the goals and knowing and seeing that the path is clear and that we're going to have to make some changes, whether it's in terms of how we eat, how we speak to ourselves in terms of our internal dialogue, maybe the way that we take care of our bodies, maybe the way we take care of our souls. Different processes and practices bring about different results. And this next month, November, leading into the first bits of December, I really feel and especially post-eclipse as being configuration moments where we're getting to see and feel things a little differently now. Information is going to be released into society that is going to be kind of shocking, but also not shocking, I think. And 
it's going to give us all just a little bit of a different scope for action than we've been interacting with lately. And I think that that contact shift is going to be a pleasant change. And so part of a contact shift is orchestrating how you're going to fit in your new context and taking the bull by the horns in terms of your health and your wellness and your well-being is something that I feel a lot of people are going to be inspired to do. And if you think that's you, my book is a really nice way to do it. And I'm going to be releasing a little special announcement on my blog on November 8th about a little thing I'm going to be doing as a special feature through my blog. And if you buy a book or you would like to buy a book, you are able to be part of that. Please do. So on the 25th, we have the moon is at perihelion and perigree. On the 28th, we have a conjunction of the moon and Saturn. On the 29th, we have a close approach of the moon and Saturn. And on the 30th, the moon is at first quarters and Mars is at perigree. And so also, as I was saying, it's important to remember on that very same day, Mars is closest to Earth. And so this, the 30th, is going to be an important day also leading up until December 8th when Mars is at opposition and highest in the night sky where we're going to be having a very specific reworking of the Marsian archetype that's going to be happening over the course of about two weeks. And it would be really cool if the war ended at that particular time because that would be a really perfect time for that to happen considering what Mars energy represents. I think that we are going to have conclusions on a lot of processes between now and December that have been energetically oppressive and suppressing us as a collective, and I am looking forward to that. Having said all that, my friends, I think that the best thing I can do is to recommend everybody get themselves grounded in their self-care and get themselves grounded in a process of evaluation. And that's not a negative sense. It's in terms of just asking yourself what you want and what's important. We have action planets coming up. We have integration planets coming up. And December 21st is going to be a valuable, powerful day to prepare for. And so now is the time, energetically speaking, right after the eclipse that it will be natural to want to begin to do that. So if you have not yet checked it out, I have started telling the stories of some of the things that I'm doing while I'm out in ceremony. And in fact, even some of the things that I'm doing in relation to the ceremony of purifying the energy that I talk about here. One of them is called Psychopomp Stories, Closing a Gate to Hell in New York. And I talk very specifically about how the Marsian energy archetype got caught up in the cave of the evil spirits that exist down at Niagara Falls. <laughs> and it is a very grounded example of how energy resonance plays out in real life. If you are interested, I also told my story for the very first time about how I realized I was psychic and how a near-death experience and going to university and getting to Ireland and, you know, December 21st, 2012 and meeting all whole lot of people out in the gear in the world who are taking care of the planet helped to shape me as the person that I am this is part of me starting to talk about the adventures of taking care of sacred earth and it's also part of me helping people to understand a little bit more about where all this information comes from you know for the last few years I've had to keep myself in the background a lot just like the energy of Vesta, because like I've been telling you, it was my job to hold the hearth for the universe and for the earth. 
as we went through some of the most difficult, if not the most difficult times that we will ever have faced on this planet. You think about where we were last year at this time and where we were now, see how far we have come and how magnificent it has been. I know that we are about to have that much powerful transformation again and again and again. If you are interested, I have written my book, Soul Compass Pathways to Conscious Self-Connection, and it is really good. I'm self-publishing because I don't want my profit being tied up with a corporation that does negative things right now. So it does take a little bit longer to get to you in the mail, um, but I offer an e-copy to you while you're waiting. All you got to do is send me your receipt or just buy the e-book. It's great. And, you know, whenever I get a better distribution thing going on in 2023, maybe buy and buy hardcover if you like it but really the ebook is good because soul compass pathways to conscious self-connection is really designed as something to keep with you for your life as a way to help you remember how to connect to and hear yourself and you know the way that it's set up is chapter by chapter it's a little bit more of an exercise about how to hear yourself how to solve your problems how to call forth your knowledge how to get your answers and it would mean a lot to me to receive the support of you, my community, as a publisher in it. And I did also want to say thank you so much to the people who have supported me so far. And again, I know that, you know, the way that people are right now, everything is immediate and everybody wants something right now. And just as a small person who is publishing in a way to keep my the integrity of my words and the integrity of their dispersion in my own power, this is the best I can do. And you know, like I said, the ebook is there and it's great and it's immediate and you can have both. All you got to do is email a copy. So ah, thanks so much for tuning into the astrology report. Thanks for making it a great year. Thanks for bringing it to 54 countries. Thanks for being here and know that I am going to work to improve the quality of these podcasts and to expand the range of these conversations here on my blog more and more. I really like doing this and I'm just so happy and humble and in gratitude for all of you and how gracious you have been while I have found my form to another great year. What's up, squad? It's me, Katie, and I'm here with a little announcement. For the first time ever, I am trying out the crowdfunding thing. And what I am crowdfunding for is to be able to purchase some sound and visual equipment that I will work with to improve the content and quality of what I'm able to create here for the podcast, as well as the Crow Medicine blog and my YouTube page. My goal is to be able to purchase a GoPro Creator Series camera between now and December 31st. And the reason why I've selected that one is because it can go in all weathers, it is sturdy, and I will be able to strap it on me whenever I am doing sacred site hikes and ceremonies. It's always been a dream of mine to show you a more up look at the ways that the earth interacts with light and sound and ceremony whenever I'm out doing the thing. I also know that I'm getting to visit a lot of beautiful places here in America as well as the rest of the world that have an interesting thing to say through the visual representation of their story. And so 
The reason I'm coming forward now and asking for your support is because I'm ready. So if you have found meaning in my stories, if you have found support in my podcasts, and if you ever wondered, geez, I wonder what I could do to say thank you to Katie. If you happen to have a little extra on hand, I gratefully receive your support in this crowdfunding journey. To participate in it, you can link to buymeacoffee.com, which I will put just here in the summary. You can also check me out at www.crow-medicine.com and check out my wish list at the little crow medicine icon. The thing that is also important to know is any person who sends in a donation can do so anonymously. You do not have to have your name affixed to this. I know that people like to do their things in privacy and that is guaranteed here. So thanks friends for being here and thank you for being part of the Crow Medicine journey.